Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin, I am that C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello, I saw on Facebook that you ticked off another one of your 40 below 40s recently. I certainly did, Zijan, I certainly did. You are talking to um, a playwright whose play has been staged on, on the Bristol stage. And? Uh, it was great, great fun, really enjoyed it. Uh, got some nice, nice feedback. Uh, people said people said lovely things. Uh, I mean, this play had been in production for like two years now because it was pre-COVID that you wrote it, right? Yeah, so we, we, we've been in rehearsal for about a month when COVID hit. So it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. But yeah, really great cast. And uh, yeah, more or less sold out every night. It's for a th- three-night run in a little, um, little hall in Bristol. So what's this leading up to then, Colin? Is it? Uh, uh, oh, it's um, it's leading up to me uh, falling asleep for a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I am absolutely shattered. Um, I was I was hoping we I was hoping we get around to this age and the point at which I can tell you that you're going to have to do most of the heavy lifting this time because uh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's called the mole. And uh, the, the next thing I guess is a. Uh, I'm, I think I might upload the script somewhere to say, or just like offer it around to groups to see if they want to give it a go. Because um, yeah, a movie studio may buy it. Or, or that, yeah, we could do an episode of uh, casting the mole. It would be the, <laughs> the most confusing one we've ever done. If I've actually seen it, that will help us. Yeah, who do you think should play Andrew? Hmm. Hugh Jackman. Okay, I've played Andrew in the play, so I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's not bad. If you if you've gone for. Uh, I don't know, Danny DeVito or something, I might be offended. But, um. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, we're talking about the films of Margot Robbie. Uh, we've got a quiz on movies that are referenced in Ariana Grande's music video for Thank You, Next. The, yeah, it's quite mouthful. It's quite mouthful. It's my attempts to get us, uh, get us into, the, into Gen Z. Is Ariana Grande Gen Z? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Gen Z, will, yeah. um, I might even put it in, uh, in, the, uh, in the episode description. This is the Gen Z episode. Okay. <laughs> the Gen Zepitos. No, I'm so tired. Um, but we start, as we always do, with movie news. And there's been quite a lot of movie news, I think. Quite a bit, yeah. Speaking of Margot Robbie, I'll start with her then. Uh, apparently, they're planning a new Ocean's Eleven. Her and director Jay Roach, uh, who, she, who she's worked with before back in Bombshell, back in mm. 2019, and which with which she scored another Oscar nomination for. Um, yeah. This Ocean's Eleven apparently will be set in the 1960s in Europe. So we've got... Mm, Europe. Three... I've heard of it. You've heard of what? Europe. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, I mean, we all know about the George Clooney iterations of Ocean's Eleven. Sure. There are three uh, films based off it. And then obviously there's the Sandra Bullock Ocean's Eight that came about only a few years back, really. Yeah, so yeah. who knows Which was when... In, they... And that was in the same continuity. Yep, yeah, she because was his they were sister. sister. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, who knows where this is going to be. Probably not the same continuity, basically. And we, of course, we know the uh, the Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin uh, original Ocean's Eleven, which was yep. which is made in the 60s and also obviously set in the 60s. Yeah, this, this is this is odd, isn't it? I mean, the, the uh, Margaret Robbie, I, I, I trust to make good decisions uh, most of the time, but is Ocean's Eleven such a big name that it's worth doing something that basically has no connection, really? Maybe well, maybe who, it is. Who knows? They could just do a normal heist, a heist movie. Right? Yeah. I'm happy to watch yeah. a heist movie anytime. Because the, I mean, these days we live very much in a brand recognition um, ISP. ISP? No, that's internet service provider. What do I mean? 
Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. The, the, whatever three initials. I mean. USP, is it? Unique, USP. Uh, um, in, in intellectual property. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, this is not going to work anymore. No, I don't know. Um, but yes, <laughs> the, these days I feel recognized a franchise. Like, oh, I've heard of that. I'll go and see it. I guess they're banking on banking on that. But yeah, the, the content of do a heist and have a, far too many cast members is a. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good work. It's all about the cameos now, anyway, in heist movies. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I love a heist movie, but once you've done the call, you thought it all gone wrong, but in fact, we didn't show you that, in fact, that was the plan all along. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's only so many ways you can do that. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of improbable reboots, <laughs> uh, in fairness, I think this is probably a re-adaptation rather than a reboot, but uh, is, that, is that different? Either? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is coming back, apparently. I know. Did you I ever know. see the film? Nope, but I did know there were a lot of problems with it. I know Sean Connery wasn't happy with it. Alan uh, mm. Moore clearly isn't happy with it. He's I'm never sure. happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't. I, I'm. I think I've seen glimpses of it, maybe. But yeah, this is based on the Alan Moore comic, and mm. it's about like a group of literary characters um, that basically get around to battle. Uh, more literary villains. <laughs> yeah, they they mostly Victorian career, is that right? Um, yeah, I, I, kind of. I, I mean, you yeah. have Cap- Captain Nemo, uh, Alan Quatermain, Doctor Jackal, the Invisible Man. Maybe we'll get uh, Russell Crowe back. Again. Maybe Russell Crowe will be back. Uh, yeah, this is. Um, I've not seen the film either, but it basically, yeah, as you say, Sean Connery and the director fell out, and I think it was the last film Sean Connery ever made, apart from some weird Scottish animation film, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so presses the end of his career, maybe maybe so. I mean, the concept sounds fun. I know. I do wonder it. It's kind of a byword for terrible films, uh, even still. So it, it might struggle with the with the audience. This is not part of the dark universe or anything, right? <laughs> Every time there's Doctor Jekyll, I'm like, huh? I mean, the Invisible Man could be in it as well. An Invisible Man is, you know, because all obviously all, all these characters would have been um, in in the public domain when he wrote it. But, yeah, by, but presumably the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen isn't in the public domain. Presumably that is owned by copyright somewhere, the, the concept of calling it that. So whereas, yeah, you and I could make a film that had Oliver, Oliver Twist in it, we couldn't Ooh. presumably make a film called League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that had Oliver Twist in it. So someone owns it. Yeah. It's very confusing. Um, Especially when you're very, very tired. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> How many times are you going to say this throughout this whole podcast? Ten more. Good. I'm counting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, not reboots, but there are sequels on the way. Uh, for those who want to watch it, Godzilla vs. Kong is getting a sequel. Oh, yeah. Um, Dan Stevens is starring it, apparently. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong was probably the surprise hit of the post-COVID era. I mm. think it was, yeah, it won. I mean, it made a lot of money in the box office, probably because people haven't seen a film for ages uh, after lockdown. But, I mean, if it's making a lot of money, why not make a sequel for it, right? And... When you say it was the, one of the big post-COVID hits, that's that's not including my play, uh, which also made a lot of money at the box office. As much as Godzilla vs Kong. I, I don't I don't know. Did they <laughs> did they make more than three figures? Because <laughs> <laughs> if so, then yes, yes, yeah. they, we, we, they did they did more than. That. Uh, yeah, I didn't see this, and I from, from, I, pretty, I know the storyline, and it seems absolutely ridiculous. I know, but it's gotten. Decent reviews, uh, considering the storyline. So, 
Yeah, there, there you go. Also, another sequel. My master just paired them up anyway. Sure. Uh, there's a sequel for a simple favor. This is the one with Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively. Uh, mm. I think I saw this on Netflix. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. Uh, I'm surprised they could make a sequel of it, but I'm, clearly it doesn't feel like it should get a sequel, does it? Was Was Henry Golding in that? Yeah, Henry Golding was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did see it, and it was good, but yeah, it didn't feel like the start of a of a franchise or anything. Um, or indeed, it didn't feel like a, it could have any more story. Mm. But I guess we'll find out. Well, there, there, goes. Yeah, they, they, there you go with Hollywood, right? Squeezing everything out mm. of every little drop as they could. And then speaking of Henry Golding as well, um, Crazy Rich Asians 2 is happening, uh, unsurprisingly, because the mm. first film was a hit. And there's a spin-off coming, isn't there? I, yeah, something, maybe. I wrote that down, but I didn't check it. I thought the first film was okay. but I only... have not seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, more sequels this is Spinal Tap is getting a, a, a long awaited sequel Rob Reiner is back much um, of the cast uh, I think has already signed on have you ever seen this is Spinal Tap no I've not seen the original film is it it's a guitar film isn't it yeah it, it's and a mockumentary um, about a band British band yeah. um, called Spinal Tap uh, and it is very funny I think I've probably, I probably I have seen it but only after seeing lots of kind of parodies and records and, and things like so you, it's one of those things that probably was very very original when it first came but has been done to death since but yeah I'd, I'd see another one I think um, Rob Reiner Rob, Rob Reiner has made some phenomenal he had a phenomenal run of films in the in the maybe late 80s early 90s and like covering a whole range of, of genres um, and then kind of just stopped making good films I mean he's not making terrible films I don't think but he's just kind of like he had a hit after hit after hit and then just kind of dried up so maybe this will be a return for him Hmm. Become a hope. <laughs> um, something that interests me a bit more: Pixar is announcing uh, a new film uh, called Elemental for 2023, um, where it's about a world where living embodiments of fire, water, land, and air cohabit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the last Pixar film that came out. Now it's oh, why is it so difficult for me? Was it Luca? Probably Luca. Uh, and was it Can- was it Kento Pixar? I think Encanto is Disney. So hard. Is it? It's so difficult, right? Now, yeah. Everything is Disney now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which which part of Disney was it? Um, I feel like there was one after Luca, but I can't remember if that's mm. if that's. I seem to remember not very much enjoying that last one. Um, but yeah, who knows? Okay, cool, cool. Um, Ryan Gosling is going to be playing uh, a stuntman in a film called The Fall Guy, which I think we knew that kind of was almost it was shaping up. But I think we know. I don't think we need the title, and I think it's been reconfirmed post-COVID, maybe. Apparently, um, it's based off a TV series in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know anything about other than it's a stuntman. Me neither. Like uh, the only 1980s TV series that went to Malaysia were like uh, Mission Impossible. Nice, uh, nice. The, 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 the MacGyver. Uh, I used to love oh, yeah. MacGyver. I've yeah. never seen MacGyver. They keep rebooting that as well. They do. They do. Mm. I think there's a new TV series about it as well. So. Mm. Is that uh, is that for the Malaysian market? Getting all those uh, <laughs> MacGyver fans. It's quite a small market, then. <laughs> yeah, friend. Uh, Rosamund Pike is starring in the new Emerald Fen- uh, Fennels film, uh, but uh, not sure when this is going to be yet. Uh, I think this would be a good pairing. Uh, hmm. Apparently, some you know, digging has been done by Deadline, and this uh, film film might be called Saltburn. It might focus on a grand aristocratic English family. Yeah, so. I saw I saw that as well. Like, 
Yeah, that's a most films that. might be called Saltburn. <laughs> I know, right? Like, hmm. uh, yeah, Rosamund Pike is another one. That's, I think she's done some really great stuff, but weirdly, I was looking through her own to be a while ago. I think maybe I was considering her for um, Actor Factor. And there's like, yeah, she's made like five good films, and we've we've seen those, but everything else she's made, like no one's ever seen. Which is, um, mm. unless like me, you're watching most of Anya Taylor Joy's back catalogue, and you've seen her in the film Radioactive, where she played Marie Curie, um, which was all right. Huh. Um, Robin Wright and Tom Hanks are reuniting along with um, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, it's the Forrest Gump gang back together. I think we already knew um, this was happening, but Robin Wright is, is the is the new addition um, for a film called Here which is based on a graphic novel, a short short graphic novel, which is uh, stories about people who have inhabited a single room. Or, or basically it's all set in a room and it's all the people who have lived in it over history. It's literally 30 years since then, right? Because I'm pretty sure Forrest Gump was 1993, 1992 ish time. Yeah. I think 90, it was either 1994 or it was at the 1994 Oscars. I can't remember which way around it. I think it was 1994. But yes, it's um, getting on for 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know anything about who's playing what. They might not. If it's going over time, they might not even be in scenes together. I don't know. But um, nah. nice to see them back together. Nice to see Robert Zemeckis uh, back. Backward. I know it's been such a long time. Um, Christopher Walken is uh, Christopher playing. Walken. Yeah, I can't do the impression. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to have a pretty good Christopher Walken impression, but uh, it has it has died. I'm very tired, Zijan. I don't know if I mentioned that. Okay. Yep. Playing. Uh, he'll be playing the Emperor Shaddam Four <laughs> in Dune Part Two. Uh, yeah, I cannot, for the life of me, remember much of the plot of dune um so mm. yeah he apparently he's evil cool he yeah you know i dislike dune more and more the longer it is since i saw it why though the film or just the fact that it's the, the, quite the, good... the film in particular i think I it's mean, one they it gave won it's... the most oscars in the last academy it seven oscars it did mad absolutely mad anyway yeah i think i came out with thinking yeah, it's okay and just then everyone told me they loved it so i was like oh, uh, what? <laughs> What's that, Zijan? What's that? Nothing. Okay. Not tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, but not too tired to tell you that Hayden Panettiere is going to be in the next Scream film. You might remember her from Scream 4. Well, I'm surprised you picked this out to report. <laughs> hey, I, I like Nev Campbell. Not enough to watch the Scream films, but, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, I watched the first 10 minutes of Scream 2 once. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> Hey, this means... Uh, is that all the news? I think so, yeah. Uh, I finished, finished on a bang as usual, um, which means it must be time for just to see or not to Z. Yeah. Where we tell you, the listener, about the films that we have seen and whether or not you should see them or Z them. Zijan, I am making my voice louder and softer just to make my editing job harder. Um, what have Good. you seen? <laughs> uh, I saw this morning Chip and Hill Rescue Rangers. Did you know? I, oh, I, I, I want to see plus. this, actually. I do want to yeah. see this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, have you seen the 90s cartoon? No, I don't even know what it is. Are you serious? Wow. Do you know who Chip and Dale are, at least? I mean, I've seen the poster for this film, but I, I didn't have a clue where they were before this. Really? Wow. Mm. Um, I mean, they're chipmunks. Uh, they're Disney yep. chipmunks. Um, so this is a live-action, animated, action, adventure, comedy film. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. That's a lot, I, that's I a lot, that's a lot of well. stuff. Wow. I know, a lot of things happening at once. Um, yeah, I think this has been a while since I've seen a movie mixing live-action and animation because I obviously did not see Sonic. <laughs> didn't you? I saw Sonic. I didn't see Sonic. It was 
fine. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, if you've seen Sonic, you would love some of the cameos in the. I've film. seen the. Uh, I've seen the picture of uh, of the. Oh, so- the ugly Sonic camera. Ah, yes, ugly Sonic's in it. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. It does sound like yeah. so funny. Like, to uh, that, I wasn't going to watch it. Then I saw that and I thought, ah, oh, that's the kind of humor. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Or, yeah. or, or well, you can tell me, is that, is that, a, is that a one-off and I shouldn't bother? Or is oh, it- no, there are other, others as well. I mean, the thing is, Disney owns everything. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, they own the, the rights to my likeness. Everything that you want to see. Yeah. Well, well... You, everything that you expect to see in a film about, you know, pretty much merging all universes together, you, you know, you could probably find it in this, especially animation-wise. So. Do you reckon they're gonna? Uh, do you reckon they're gonna buy the Mission Impossible series at some point? Yeah, add that in. Isn't that owned by? It's a Param- it? Paramount, I think. Yeah, so, no, wasn't that bought by Amazon? Was How was it? Did they? Yeah, I can't remember now. But they bought they bought MGM. Oh, I don't think they bought Paramount. Probably not, but yeah, then we've all uh, we've all got our Paramount Plus subscriptions, Ejen. Um, so uh, yeah, Chippendale. So you watched it as a kid, did you? Yeah, I watched it as a kid. Uh, it's a it's it's a it's a good film. It's quite uh, so. In this film, Chippendale are actors. Uh, in this, uh, I mean, when I say they're actors, because this is where you know animated characters walk alongside humans. So okay. They, yeah. Okay. Roger Roger Rabbit style. Roger yeah. Rabbit style. Yeah. So they're actors. They acted in the Chip and Dale uh, cartoon back in the nineties, but they've fallen apart um, because of a rift between them, as you expect. Uh, oh yeah. Just and now they're reunited to find their own f- old friend Monty. Yeah. And it's good fun. It's a lot of nostalgia in this. Lots of nostalgia, especially um, and it pokes fun at all the different kinds of animations. I like that they. Okay put in all kinds of animations back from the 40s all the way to the 2020s so you can see many types black and white I don't want to spoil it for people uh, but it's it's good fun okay I'll I'll say it's Disney Plus so I'll I'll give it it a go sometime Uh, I've not been watching many films recently because I've been busy with the play but uh, I did watch Along for the Ride um, which was a Netflix film it's a coming of age story about a girl who moves to a place called Corby or something like that but it's it's basically a, a beach town and, and she's gone to stay with her father who's estranged or divorced from her mother and the mother is uh, Andy McDowell the father is Dermot something uh, I can't remember his name Mul- Mulroney maybe um, both both fairly well known both not in it that much uh, it's based on a book and it's 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 pretty it's fine it does it's quite sweet it's it, it's a, no surprises in it at all it does exactly what you expect it to do and to be honest i only watched it because i was very tired and when i'm tired i watch undemanding rom-coms um my god this this podcast is gonna be tiresome to listen to um yes maybe but it's true actually when i'm tired i like to watch rom-coms that's a, <laughs> that's a thing and then sometimes netflix will recommend like some rubbish rom-com it's like netflix i'm, I'm not always tired sometimes i want to watch something good but right now i'm tired um, what's surprising about this film is it, it's, it is a Gen Z film since we're talking about Gen Z see Gen at least I am um, and the, 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 the meet cute is a boy coming up on a, on a BMX on a pier wow uh, which looks dumb to me like a kid a, a, a fully grown man on a well he's 18 or, or 16 I don't know but on a BMX is kind of dumb but then he takes the girl to play Connect 4 in a secret pie shop wow I don't is that is that what Generation Z are doing? I'm so out of I touch. I hope not. It's mad. And it, well, it's good that Connect Four is still. Yeah. Happening. Well, the, well, the, the the conceit was that the girl had never heard of Connect Four, which surprised me slightly. There you go. I'm rubbish at Connect Four, though. This oh, I'm really good. 
Yeah, I'm really bad. Um, fine. Anyway, it was. If you're tired, like I was and am, then uh, it's as pleasant a way of spending an hour and forty something minutes as uh, as any other. You only have five more tries to see it, by the way, Colin. Really? Oh man. <laughs> okay. Um, are you including the ones where I said I was previously tired? No. Okay. Well, that'll do. Um, let's talk about everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Zijan, over to you. So, everything everywhere all at once is uh, directed by the Daniels, uh, Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Um, and it stars the great, late, uh, not late, the late, great. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, the great, the great, great Michelle Yeoh. Malay, Malaysia's own, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, so, I, I was trying to pronounce his name properly so i had to google it uh, okay. it's Wei. um so he uh who, who those who do not know was in the goonies way back then mm. and he was in indiana jones as well right so yeah yeah i didn't recognize my friend tim saw it and he he actually recognized him as a short round he was in in in, oh, wow. in, in temple of doom and he's like spent the most time like is that him and it's like him yeah, the same mannerisms from when was that mid 80s and he was a kid at the time i, yeah. I didn't i didn't spot that at all yeah, and just say so he was um data uh, in in the Goonies. And the Goonies, yeah, wow, it's it's been a while uh, since I last seen see him as well. And uh, they play a, a married couple, and um, Evelyn and Wayman. So Evelyn is having some difficulty connecting with her daughter uh, Joy, who is played by Stephanie Sue. Um, and one day, while they are at the IRS building being audited, um, Wayman suddenly somehow gets taken over by another Wayman from an alternate universe. And tells Evelyn that she's the only one who can save the multiverse from a powerful being. Yeah. yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, and, and you know, you can jump universes here by doing something totally random in the current universe. Things like eating a whole tube of, uh, is it lip gloss? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, don't, I don't remember. But yeah, um, I, I must know, I went into this uh, not knowing anything about it other than it was multiverse and mm. that it starred Malaysia's own uh, Michelle. Yeah, I think that was about all I knew. Uh, and because it had been recommended to me not to know anything. So if you are thinking of seeing this, they might want to not know any more than that. That's probably um, true, yeah. But uh, if you want to know a little bit, we'll do non-spoilers and then, and then spoilers, uh, as we always as we always do. Uh, yeah, this one kind of snuck up, didn't it? It was um, it got a kind of fairly limited release in the US and then just spread by word of mouth mm. uh, and got, got a bigger release. And then, yeah, but by the time it got released over here, uh, a bit later, I think there was quite a groundswell of... Like great reviews and people looking forward to seeing this one. So I think it's done. It's pretty well. It's um, A24, the, the, the production studio, um, who I knew before for doing mid-90s, but they basically they do kind of small budget, like indie. Well, if I say small budget, let me have a well, look. This, this is small. This, this is five five million. Uh, I've got 25 million here. Oh, yeah, 25 million. I mean, Which, which yeah, is not I, tiny, but it's not it's not huge, is it? I mean, no. it looks... They, they spent their money well, should we say. They, they definitely did. Like, I was re- going through all the behind-the-scenes stuff. They have, like, only, like, five people doing the visual effects, like, six people doing certain things. It's, they, they really cut back down the budget. Wow. And to That's think, insane. like, yeah. it's quite crazy. And to think, like, Doctor Strange had eight times this budget. Yeah. I had to say that this is a better multiversal uh, movie than Doctor Strange was. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? That, um, it that's the immediate comparison is that this is a multiverse film that's coming out a couple of weeks or whatever it is after um uh so i'm just looking at the list of a24 films and i hadn't realized the spectacular now was which is one of my favorite films oh and lock which is very good uh, they don't quite lost oh ex machina there's been some um 
Good films. It's very good stuff. And a lot of stuff I've not heard of, but it's some really good, really good stuff on this list. Uh, yeah, I, I think we our complaint about Doctor Strange was that it wasn't really a multiverse of madness. It was like two or three two different. Two yeah. yeah. And you might have gone r- rattled us through some crazy ones, but only for like a few seconds. And uh, I guess this one doesn't go into kind of um, massively crazy multiverse scenes, but it does have a lot of imagination in what it brings from other multiverses, and you do or other. Yeah, it definitely feels a lot more creative than what Doctor oh, Strange so much did more, with their so movie, much more. right? Because yeah, yeah. like, they, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't want this to be a critic on Doctor Strange again. No, <laughs> no. But it's very hard to not compare the two, especially since it only came out two weeks, maybe three weeks yeah. after Doctor Strange. Um, um, to be fair, for Doctor, Str- well, I mean, it's good, lucky for Doctor Strange that it came out before this film in the, in the yeah. UK, because yeah. if. If everything everywhere all at once came out first and we saw it before Doctor Strange, I would be even more disappointed with what they did with Doctor Strange. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I mean Doctor Strange in in, in hindsight, I guess, feels a bit like what you do if you if you want to introduce a, a multiverse in the easiest way possible, and you it almost feels like like Marvel Studios like, I guess next step is multiverse. How are we going to do that? Whereas this isn't connected to anything from the ground up. It's it's yeah, these guys are very very imaginative. Uh, ideas and and well, it's been it's been around for a while apparently. I think um, uh, Jackie it was originally written for Jackie Chan or, or developed for was, Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think the Daniels had some uh, you know were worried as well because uh, if you've seen Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty tackled oh, this subject right. as well. Yes, yeah, so yeah. they were panicking when the Rick and Morty episode came out about this, and they're like, "Oh, is there any other tropes or themes that we can tackle without it being seemingly a copy of mm. Rick and Morty episode?" Um, yeah, I've seen a Rick and Morty episode as well, and okay. it, it does deal with this whole thing. Um, yeah, this it's just the uh, I don't know how to say this without spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, we might not have a uh, very long, but um, in in the in the non-spoiler section, what interested me, John, it was um, so I, I'm assuming um, so Michelle Yeoh is I say Chinese Malaysian. I don't know whether she's playing Malaysian this year or is she playing Chinese or yeah, she, sure. yeah, I, I get what you mean. Um, so her accent definitely comes off as uh, Malaysian Chinese. Okay. Um, but when okay. she speaks Chinese, it definitely is uh, is my accent when I speak Chinese. Um, right. When, okay. when, when she speaks English, th- does it not sound like my accent? Maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because mm. yeah, they, they they go um, they kind of, it's fascinating. I think part of the thing that kept suddenly me focused early on is in the conversation they'll jump between English and 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 Chinese and and yeah they will. Sometimes subtitles for uh, no. sometimes jump between. Yeah. Kind of, it means you you can't let your uh, you can't let your attention waver for a second, which is no, not not, not just uh, Mandarin good. either, because she speaks Cantonese to her father. R- uh, oh, okay, her father only okay. speaks Cantonese back to her. Like oh, that was a subtle, I mean, that was a subtlety that was lost on me. Okay. Yeah, mm. so this is uh, this is quite common back in my my household as well. Like okay. we speak yeah, when you speak multiple languages, some some words are just easier in some languages than others. Right. Um, and hence, when we form a sentence, we just use whichever is easiest to, to you know, ah, okay. explain what you're trying to say. So okay. I really do appreciate that, you know, she mixes all the languages because that's what I do back home. Do I, I did one, mm. yeah. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. And I guess it um, uh, tells you about the kind of different ways in which the, the relationship, because as you say, her, her fairly elderly father um, does he live with them or is he staying with them I, I think he's visiting visiting yeah. yeah that's but why he doesn't know about uh, oh yeah his granddaughter 
Yeah, so we have these kind of different relationships where where the, uh, the husband and wife have got various things they're arguing about, and the other, the father is and and, and the daughter are having various things, and then the uh, the mother and the daughter are having various issues, and yeah, all these different, uh, I guess, fairly true to life uh, family. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Which because Michelle Yeoh, great actress though she is, is is a um, is not I guess particularly at, at the age she is, it's not kind of your archetypal action heroine, is it? So there's some great. Um, great scenes where she gets to do some action stuff that you is, you wouldn't see in a Marvel film, I think. No, and yeah. she's doing quite a lot of stunts herself. As is she? Michelle Yeoh does. Yeah, yeah, I saw again. I saw the I've been watching the behind the scenes stuff, and Michelle Yeoh likes to do her own stunts. Uh, she's a bit like Tom Cruise that way. Right, ex- and yeah. fact, um, about the same age as Tom Cruise, in fact. Mm, yeah, yeah, so I don't think she'll be like hanging off a plane or anything as no. Tom Cruise does. But well, I mean, why? Yeah. <laughs> Well, when it comes to like doing martial arts and stuff, I think she likes doing it her own. I mean, she's been doing that for her own for a long, long time. She's well known for doing that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we have a couple of other actors. Uh, so, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, turns up as someone who works at the IRS. Yeah. Um, and I recognised uh, Jenny Slate, who uh, best known to many of us from Parks and Rec, uh, but also from Venom. Who uh, played? Um, I'm looking the at the doctor cast. who got killed. Uh, yes, in, in Venom. The scientist who got killed. Yeah. The scientist who got killed and wasn't allowed to do anything funny. Uh, she's a very, very funny actress, and she got basically nothing to do in the film. But in this film, she uh, plays Debbie the dog mom, apparently, uh, also known as Big Nose, uh, a nickname that will be changed uh, for digital release because it's anti-Semitic. Well, was it? Uh, huh. Mm, which, um, Interesting. Yeah, no one twigged at the time but uh, I'm sure <laughs> very apologetic about that um, I'll, I'll be honest when I saw Jenny Slater I was expecting her to be in it a lot more because I was like hey I recognise her and usually in a film where you recognise someone you think they're going to do a bit more than they did mm. but um, Jamie Lee Curtis did, did a lot of stuff well, this this is ultimately a family drama though sure, uh, it's, sure. All, it's about the three the trio um, Michelle Yeoh Kwon uh, Wei and uh, and Stephanie Zhu mm. basically Evelyn Wayman and Joy um yeah, it's just about the whole family, the Asian American familyness. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're, we're probably getting towards the end of uh, of non spoilers, are we? Probably, um, yeah. Is it, yeah. So I mean, it was, in in general, I thought this was really, yeah, really, really imaginative. Um, I can I can see why it's getting rave reviews. Apparently, the Guardian didn't like it much. Apparently, they gave it two stars. Yeah, uh, I did. But, but everywhere else I've seen has, has been very positive. Uh, we'll get to it. I think the third act didn't work as well as the first two. No, uh, I, I I get that. I get that. Um, but I did enjoy this film tremendously. Um, like, I mean, I may be biased because I love Michelle Yeoh. Sure, pretty much sure. anything I do, <laughs> anything she does. Um, but, apart from um, uh, apart from Last Christmas. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't finish that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I really enjoyed this film. Um, I really enjoyed the I, yeah. themes that they tried to, you know. I think to, I can guess your favorite yeah. part, but maybe we'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can we can get to that. Yeah, um, shall we go to spoilers then? Let's do it. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. 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 So, where do we begin? Uh, well, you covered some of the these the problems. So, uh, her husband um, comes in from another universe and says, uh, "You're the only one who can save us from this 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 fiendish thing." And then. Um, the idea of the multiverse is yes, it's it's all based on different branches of the decisions you make, isn't it? Mm. So, which is, is is classic multiverse theory of like yep. every possibility has, well, I guess, maybe infinite things. But as as you say, to they've, they've got it all mapped out, and to jump from one to the other, you've got to do something weird. 
Um, and you could be wearing some kind of headset type thing that you press a button on as well. It's not just anyone who does anything weird gets flung into a different yep. universe. But uh, also they've got some machine that works out what might what you need to do in order to get to a particular one. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we need you to be in this universe where you're a ballet dancer. Um, therefore, you need to yeah eat some lipstick or something. Uh, they do... Uh, this You know what we were saying, I was saying earlier about how I like to know the rules... Was that before or after we started recording? I don't know. No, uh, no, that was before we started recording. Okay, so um, it, when when there's a kind of a, a sci-fi fantasy kind of thing, I, I like to know what the rules are. I like them to be established and followed. Uh, and this had two rules, really. I think in, in that you can jump into someone else's body and just take over, or you can like hop in and then borrow skills that that person has and yep. take them back with you. And once they've established that, I was okay. So Michelle Yeoh jumps into various different places to get the skills she needs. She does, she does, uh, and she has skills of a chef. Like one of the one of the skill sets was actually Michelle Yeoh, basically. Okay, yes. <laughs> wasn't yeah. that because she was an actress? Um, yes, yes. Um, and they used like basically all her. I'm pretty sure all the oh, old footage of they all were her definitely, old films. Yeah, the, there were definitely clips of her on the red carpet that look real. Um, definitely. Yeah. Those were definitely... Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen her in some of those dresses before as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one of them was actually Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I felt that one of them was very Crouching Tiger. Yes, there, yeah. that was the Wuxia uh, homage um, where it was something yeah, very Crouching Tiger-ish. Um, mm. That was very good. Um, yeah, there's some very good ones. She, she was a, I think she was a dancer in one of them. Uh, she was a singer in one of them. Singer, that was it. Singer, not yeah. yeah. She was a singer. I feel there was a weird one. Well, there's quite a few other all weird. But, um, well, some of the weird ones, she was a piñata in one. So this is, I, this is one of my issues with this film. Because <laughs> I say, I like to know, the, the rules are, the multiverse is based on, yeah, the decisions that get made, push off in different paths. Tell me which set of decisions would have happened to make her animated <laughs> or to turn her into a piñata. I mean, it's fine, it looks good, but it doesn't follow the rules and that um, that did bug me a little. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't bug you enough that you don't like, like the movie because of that. I, no, I did like... No. Uh, no, I did love I, I, the um sorry, Karen. Yeah. I, I did like I did like where they're trying to go with mm. this, you know. At least they're trying they're trying, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I can say about other films. And I did like the, the universe where they were both rocks because it was a universe where life never evolved and they had to be something. So they began yeah. <laughs> No, that that, that was one of my favourite scenes to be fair. I love the rock scenes. Oh. Uh, when they're talking to each other in rock form. That was Oh uh, yeah, my, my, my cinema was going wild for that. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was one where she got kind of distracted whilst trying to jump and ended up in a universe where everyone had hot dog fingers. Oh. Um and I which I thought, well, I'm not sure what else. And then they showed a clip where like a, a monkey with like I guess normal <laughs> things got, got killed by one with hot dog figures and that's like, that's how, I thought that's very funny that's very funny um, but, but that's the wonderful thing about this film right like it, it, it makes people laugh like mm. my, my cinema was laughing out loud at the film and not only that I can hear people visibly crying at some scenes as well like oh, it wow. basically okay. gives you brings you through a whole emotional roller coaster. Um, yeah I it really was so unexpected I have to say so unexpected how yeah how yeah I wasn't expecting it to be uh, um, to be funny and, and uh, yeah definitely I mean it wasn't uh, yeah I don't know it was it was, it was funny it was, no uh, it was uh, funny there were some yeah. very laugh out loud moments there <laughs> yeah I guess it, what I was saying is it didn't um, distract from the story it wasn't kind of like no. well, now we're going to do a gag it was just um, just a funny 
funny approach. Uh, even seeing Jamie Lee Curtis doing action scenes uh, now was quite funny. Particularly her character was this kind of dowdy um, office. Uh, like, with <laughs> I thought, why? I did find it very funny that in this universe where, with hot dog fingers. So in the, in the normal universe, she had this kind of wrist support, and in the, in the universe with hot dog fingers, everyone does stuff with their feet. And you see, she's got kind of like a um, equivalent wrist support on her ankle, which I thought was um, a nice touch. <laughs> It's a very weird universe where you still have a piano. Why would you build a piano? <laughs> Why would you invent a piano when people have hot dogs for fingers? Uh, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I did say that thinking, I'm not sure anyone would have been able to build a house <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> uh, and they did have a scene where they're kind of like ketchup and mustard were coming out of the fingers. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure this works. So there you go. But, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, she's been, she's been sought to, to fight to find the uh, or to find and defeat the the great uh, villain, the great threat, um, which goes by the name of I've got it here, some uh, Jubo Tataki or something like that. It's it, close does, to does, does that does that mean anything? Or was that just no? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Uh, not that I'm aware of. But it turns out that this was a version of her daughter uh, in the original, the Alpha universe, basically the the mm. universe that uh, that jumped into Wayman's head and. Uh, told her about this whole thing. Yeah, and so in that universe, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is is a genius, basically, who has been researching all this stuff and uh, and experimented on her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, um, I mean, the whole the whole idea of uh, the Rick and Morty thing comes about, right? Uh, nihilism. That's the whole point. Because I've, I've not seen the Rick and Morty episode. Uh, so. Because for for the daughter, uh, because she can be anything and everywhere at once, she feels that it's just pointless for existing. So she just wants to destroy everything, right? Or destroy. Yeah, and this this was an interesting concept because they say rather than jumping between universes, she's experiencing every possible universe all mm. at the same time. Which I, I think is very fascinating. I, I'm not quite sure they pulled off it all the time because um, I, I think maybe inevitably they kind of focused on a handful of universes, which is still a lot more than we got. We shouldn't keep talking about Doctor Strange, but it's still it was a still a large num- a large enough number to be satisfying. Mm-hmm. But I think if she's really experiencing all of them, that is, is she, is the idea that she's kind of jumping between them to kind of focus her attention on particular ones. I think that's the idea, is it? Pretty much, yeah. I think she just. Yeah, it just doesn't feel that there's any point to it, right? Like it's just yeah, and nothing. she feels seems to feel no love for her mother anymore. Because I, I guess how can she if if her, her mother doesn't really exist as a person if every single possibility she might do exists at, at the same time? Because what what does that make of a character? Exactly. Um, which is yeah, which I weirdly really, I was again I was talking to my friend Tim before he saw this film and he was saying he didn't really like multiverse stuff because yeah what's the point if you if all the different things happen then nothing really matters and I was like oh, I don't want to I can't say anything but you're, the film <laughs> the film knows what you're saying and it's dealt with that it does I, I the film does try to tackle these big themes though like whether it's successful or not obviously is a different story altogether but I I mean I there are a lot of things that it wants to tackle in this film and one can argue there are too many because like. It, you know this whole nihilism thing is there as well and obviously there's a lot of family drama as well because mm. the daughter is clearly depressed uh, in the original universe um, yeah. because yeah she doesn't feel like she gets acceptance from her parents etc and there's a lot of uh, a lot of Michelle Yeoh uh, wondering whether her life could be better yeah. somewhere else uh, and then you know because her husband Raymond is actually considering getting a divorce from her and maybe and because 
she was told that the reason why she's the one selected to go through all the universities is because she's the one who failed to live up to any of her potential. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. she's the best. Oh, and yeah. it's, a lot of these are very philosophical thinkings, right? Like <laughs> if there's a multiverse out there and you can see everyone else living to their best potential apart from yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, oh, she, she keeps trying these things and just giving up. But he's saying, yeah, you tried karaoke, but in this other universe, there's someone who's a professional singer and you tried blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's kind of yes yeah, of all the multiverse she's like yeah the, the one with the most potential because she never achieved anything which is a slightly um wow yeah, that's a that's painful to hear yeah. right can you imagine that like yeah. okay you're the worst one <laughs> out of an infinite amount of yeah. use you are the the worst possible that's, one that's, that's tough to hear <laughs> yeah uh yeah what we haven't talked about is um what i think might be your favorite bit is she talks about so the 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 first Michelle Yeoh introduced to um, talks about Rakakuni <laughs> um, getting confused with the film Ratatouille where a rat sits on, on the chef's hat and tells him or pulls his hair to make him make food right or something uh, and she thinks it's a raccoon and they jump to a universe in which that is in fact what's happened a raccoon is sitting on someone's head <laughs> that's brilliant uh, uh, it's very funny uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that whatsoever I was like <laughs> that's a very clever throwback yes do you know who was the voice of Rakakuni? Uh, yeah, Randy Newman. We've all read Wikipedia. Um, yes, it was... Uh, well, in fact, you've probably seen it in your behind-the-scenes videos, have you? Um, yeah. No, I'm just... Uh, right now I'm looking at the uh, the themes on the Wikipedia page that talks about Gen Z. It's very... It's such a, a Gen Z-heavy episode today, Zizia. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently the daughter, uh, Joy... Joya. No, Joy. Joy. Um, is, uh, is a, a Gen Z uh, character. Mm. Uh, so she wants to wreak her revenge by destroying everything, I think. Yeah, and, and convincing uh, Evelyn to follow suit as well at one point. Mm. Um, and so we see she basically she has limitless power. Mm. And this is where, again, the, I'm not quite sure the rules worked. Because she, I guess a bit like Scarlet Witch that we've just seen, um, has reality-altering powers. The, I guess the concept is that she goes to a universe or she conjures up from a universe where someone turns into paper and then just turns them into paper, that kind of thing. Is that, mm. what, is that what we're going for? So I'm not Probably, yeah. entirely... I mean, it was very good as a menace, although always very difficult when you then have to deal with them because you think, well, sure, they could just destroy everything. Instantly. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants, basically. Yeah. So you just have to accept that that's the case then. Because yeah, they're a bit where they, they shoot her and then she's like, oh, I've been, I've been shot her, and then it turns out it's all ketchup. I think I don't know. Yeah, it's fun, and it's been it's been done before, but it worked. Mm. I, just, I just don't see what that has to do with multiverses. No, probably not. So, I, yeah. I, get, I get that. She tries so she tries to convince Evelyn to join her, her mum mm-hmm. to join her, and what happens was that um, her husband actually Wayman uh, tell, goes back to Evelyn and says, "Stop this and be kind instead." And I love the montage because when it goes to the act. You know, when Michelle Yeoh, when uh, Evelyn was an actress, actress in another area, era, another multiverse, hmm. and she got together with uh, her husband then, well, Wayman. And I like when he said that, you know, in another universe, I would rather spend my life doing taxes and laundry hmm. with you. I thought that was wonderful. It was lovely, yeah. wasn't it? It was lovely. Yeah. I mean, it came a little bit close to saying your life is worth living because someone loves you, um, yeah. as opposed to, you know, just because it is worth living. But there you go. Um, that's not. What we haven't said, of course, is um, the symbol of all the of the multiverses that she can de- she can destroy, which is um, an everything bagel, mm. um, which is not really a thing we have over here. I don't think. I think it seems no. like more of an American thing. Mm. I've I've have vaguely heard of it, uh, but it's a quite. I did like the um, 
really early on, Jamie Lee Curtis's character circles the uh, the karaoke machine in this tax form, so and just circles it in a big black circle, which which later resembles the uh, uh, the everything bagel, and they they then staple them to their heads for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's the complete opposite of the googly eyes, right? So Oh, the googly eyes, yes. Yeah, because it's black and white hole in the middle versus uh, white and black hole in the middle. I black didn't think of that. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of symbolisms in the film. Very clever. So, I guess it is the, I was slightly surprised to see that it's the second multiverse film this month that has got a third eye in the middle of someone's forehead. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's apparently the thing we're doing now. Uh, and again, when, when the googly eyes turned up on the rocks... I couldn't really explain it, but I thought that was really cute. So I gave, oh, that I gave was him hilarious. a pass on that one. Yeah. No, that was hilarious. I love it. And then ultimately, uh, Evelyn finds out that, you know, she'll find the universes where all the people who are attacking her are happy in and tries to bring them there. Um, and then eventually she basically explains to her daughter that, you know, she still wants to be with her no matter what. Hmm. And this is what didn't really work for me. So I thought... So th- the third act I thought had two issues one which was that it seemed very long okay, mm. kept going. but also I understood Joy's ish, nihilism issues but nothing matters she wants to destroy everything because it's just a huge burden being alive perfectly fits with the character and the scenario blah, blah. and then suddenly she's telling her mother get away from me I, w- I want to be away from you and that's suddenly as if that's her motivation mm. and it's just kind of a third act thing like well I just don't see, this doesn't seem to ring true with everything we've established so far and suddenly what you want is not this i mean this is storytelling 101 it's like what are the characters wants this feels like it's a new thing that isn't what you wanted before and, again i, I feel yeah. like it's, they're trying to tackle a lot of things and try to wrap it up wrap yeah. it all up in one nice shiny ball yeah um which unfortunately doesn't work too much but i did like the speech that Michelle uh, Yeoh's character gave to her daughter in the end um, only because like uh, coming from Asian parents like okay. that is basically saying like I'm sorry <laughs> and okay. that's the big thing and okay. that's you don't hear that at all we like a lot of a lot of things that um, Evelyn's character says to her daughter I've heard that quite a lot like telling her daughter you're fat it's quite common okay. um, in Asian okay. culture um, it's yeah it's, we, we grew up thinking that you know you, you can be honest with your loved ones because you love them. Uh, mm. That's the whole point of it. You know, you, you, the reason why you are nice to strangers is because they're strangers. So who cares what you'd say to oh, them? Okay. If you love someone, you're honest with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, obviously it's uh, treated very differently over here. Um, I had to tone down my bluntness. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, think I, I think I can chart your, your bluntness over the years. I've known you, Zijan, yes. yes. Yeah, right. It's true, right? Yeah. Like I was very tactless at the beginning now. And like, oh. I yeah. guess I have to be more. <laughs> now you're a, a model of decorum, but um, the because Daniel Kwan is Chinese, is he? I, I assume so. Asian American, at least. Asian American, yeah. and Daniel Scheinert sounds German, but I don't know if that's. A, mm. uh, I'm just. They met while studying film at Emerson College in Boston. They did the uh, music video for "Turn Down for What." Huh. Mm. Nice. There you go. Um, and in fact, they have signed as of this year a first look TV deal with A24. Ah. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I take what you're saying about it's a the, the family, and yes, it's more relatable to to you than it is to me in that re- respect. Uh, I guess I just felt they are juggling a lot of things, and it doesn't yeah. necessarily tally with what else they're trying to do. No, um, I get that. Yeah. There, there, there's a lot of big themes out there that they're trying to do. Yeah. But, um, Which fair play, I'd rather have lots of big themes than 
um no big themes and again exactly. i i feel like i keep i feel like i dislike doctor strange more every every well, i know having, right having like, seen this because after like, yeah you know, it's what a waste of a film doctor mm. strange was like after seeing this what a waste yeah yeah um yeah so uh, I, I think it's it's definitely worth uh going out to see uh, i think so um yes i don't it's one of those things that I think it's been built up so much because I'd seen so many things on Twitter or whatever else. I, I don't think I'd even read a review or maybe I'd seen the stars, but uh, saying, yeah, you must go and see this film. It's kind of like in, in a week. It's going to get ready. It's going to be awesome. And that's always dangerous. <laughs> uh, that's hyping up yourself and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite film of the year so far. Uh, yeah, it probably really? is. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what other films that I liked. Uh, well, I liked it as much as this year. I mean, for anything else, I'll give you props for originality and tr- mm. to try something different, right? Like we we always degrade Hollywood for doing the same things and reboots and reboots and remakes and sequels and prequels of the same thing. And yeah. when someone does yeah. something good and it's an original, it's actually a good film. You know, I, I would just tell people to go watch it. It's good. Yeah, let's hope they don't do a sequel. <laughs> um, I don't think they. Will. I don't think yeah. they will. Cool. What time are we on here? Yeah, well, we rattled through a bit, but as I may have mentioned, I'm very tired. Uh, anything else <laughs> you want to say about uh, everything everywhere all at once? Nah, go watch it, guys. It's, yeah, go watch yeah. it. I've, I must admit, usually when we do these episodes, I have a, like, a bullet point list of things I'm going to talk through, and this time I did not write anything, because I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it. Good. And I more or less did, I think. Good times. Cool. And we move on then to uh, Actor Factor, the segment where we talk about the films of a particular actor. And this time it's Neighbours own Margot Robbie. Uh, Simon likes me to say that. You, you, um, you know Neighbours is coming to an end this year? Yeah, apparently I'd feel absolutely nothing for that. Yeah, I'll pro- I think I'll watch the last episode just for all time. I, I watched it for... Um, what? See, I, I, was, I was a huge Neighbours fan from about 1999 to 2006. Oh wow! I, I even oh yeah, no, I loved it, loved it. Uh, I, I was it was a watchword at university. I would uh, whatever you know, I'd switch the channel over to that. I'd sometimes watch it twice a day. Um, but it's been a long time, been a long time since I watched it. Well, I watched the last episode, but uh, there is the rumours are that Margot Robbie might be returning for the last episode or, or thereabouts. So, oh, cool. Uh, I have seen fourteen Margot Robbie films. I've seen half of that. <laughs> uh, do you want to crack, us, uh, crack on? Well, I can tell you my well, it's a, my least favorite films are probably the DC films that she's in, where she really? plays Harley Quinn. Well, yes, because I haven't seen many others. Okay, so, I mean, so, what, what, yeah, my well, let's talk. Let, why don't you go through those ones first? One, quickly. yeah, we spoke about them before. Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, and Birds of Prey, where she plays Harley Quinn in all of them. Yeah. I liked. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I know you hate Harley Quinn as a character, yep. but I think Margot Robbie, you know, you know, acted as what the character should have been. So I'll give her that. I agree uh, with yeah. So you're right. I do hate the character, but I like what she did with it in the Suicide Squad. Uh, I hated Birds of Prey. I thought it was utterly terrible. Uh, really, really bad. Like one, maybe the worst superhero film of, of the last few years. Yeah, I'm pretty torn between Suicide Squad, the original one, and Birds of Prey because yeah, uh, yeah. they're uh, they are both awful. Hmm. Um, what else you got? Uh, we saw Mary Queens of Scots together. We reviewed yeah. that. So if you want we to did, listen about that, I must yeah. When we picked that, it was like, oh, this looks like it's got some great cast, interesting story, it's Oscar buzz, and yeah. it's 
it was quite dull and has utterly sunk without a trace. Like no one's talking about Mary Queen of Scots, are they? It was, yeah, no, don't. don't I I, I seem to remember that we just ran out of things to say. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's just nothing to say about this film. Nothing happens in it. Uh, Then we have. Oscar-nominated films uh, with Bombshell, which mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, where she was playing one of the uh, women who was sexually harassed. Um, I, she she was good yeah. in it. She got Oscar-nominated for it. Yeah, it's so, uh, one of our one of our most listened to episodes. In fact, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we saw her in The Big Shot, where she only appeared for like ten seconds just to tease people, yeah. and so that they can put uh, an advertisement out saying that you can see Margot Robbie in a bathtub in this yes. film. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, so that she can explain subprime mortgages to everyone else. Um, and uh, in Aitonia, which is probably my favorite film of hers, mm. um, she's just wonderful as uh, Tonya Harding. Is it Harding? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the ice skater who broke, uh, who hired someone to break a competitor's leg, and mm. she's wonderful in that. She's so good. So, I'm a ph- phenomenal film, and she's really good. And um, Alison Janney won an Oscar for that. Uh, I think Mario Robbie should have done, but she, she was nominated, as you say. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've, I've seen all those. Uh, there was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she plays Sharon Tate, which is it's one of only two Quentin Tarantino films I've seen, but it's, it's yeah, really good, really good. Um, it won Brad Pitt and Oscar. Um, group by Christopher Robin, which is uh, a surprisingly faithful story about um, A.A. Mill and his, his son and his wife. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan, which is kind of... It's okay. Uh, Focus, mm. which is a, a, one of these kind of hustle type things, con man type things with Will Smith, um, where they are. The age difference is far too big. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, which is about 45 minutes too long, but is good. I've still not seen Wolf of Wall Street. but Yeah, yeah. But have you seen About Time? No. I love that film. I know. Yeah. Anyway, she was in that. Uh, and also I've seen Peter Rabbit too, for some reason, <laughs> uh, where she voiced a bunny. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's... Um, had a very good career very quickly. She has, yeah. I think I, I was the one that got her notice, right? Well, no, the big I think, shot. I think The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, oh, yeah, yeah it, it was The Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. basically her first, I mean, about time she's already done, but it was her f- the first role of any particular size outside of that and Neighbours. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely and, right. Yeah, and just straight away, people were like, um, yeah, who was this girl? So, well, we'll uh, see her next in the Barbie movie. We will. We will. And no doubt Peter Rabbit 3. Um, so I think are we are we agreed that I Tonya is the best of yeah, these? Yeah, it's so good. And can we go for Birds of Prey is the worst? Yeah, I I can just so we can agree on one. It's between that and Suicide Squad. I'm happy to forego to go with Birds of Prey. Great. There you go. Definitively uh, determined. Uh, next time it's look back in Oscar where we uh, did we discuss this? <laughs> well, I think we're doing My Fair Lady. Are we? I haven't seen. I'm not going to see a musical yet, so I can't really talk about it. Oh right, you want to do it after that? Yeah. Ah, in which case, let's decide this very... Uh, how, how do you feel about watching a really long film? Good? Yeah, oh. In which we case... We are going to record on Thursday, right? That's the thing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, because we're recording on... Uh, we don't have the weekend at all. We have, like, yeah, very short time. Um, well, we, I thought we could do one that we've already seen. Um, okay, yeah, but, that'll be... Uh, what about The Deer Hunter? Have you seen The Deer Hunter? I've seen The Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah, I can watch that again. Better than that, or do you want to watch the English Patient? Oh, I hate the English Patient. <laughs> exactly. Well, something that we both like, then we get through it quickly. Um, Gladiator. Yeah, I've not seen Gladiator for ages. Okay, let's take Gladiator. Yeah, I've not seen Gladiator for ages either. I'm happy to do that. I there like you go. Gladiator. Uh, I don't know, Zizan, how much of that I will just have cut out, but um, 
because I don't think it's very interesting for the audience to hear is naming films. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to watch Gladiator for Look Back and Oscar, a film which I don't think I've seen for maybe 15 years. Since it came out for me. Mm, oh, really? Okay, even longer. Uh, cool. Um, we move on then to our quiz, which um, is movies referenced in Ariana Grande's music video for Thank You Next, which Wikipedia tells me it was a cultural sensation <laughs> um, or, were you aware of this song i am aware of the song right. i am not aware of or of the music video right i was um, simon messaged you i think when, when it came out because he knows i'm a big fan. I, i'm assuming none of your questions are going to rely on naming these films as in as much as it's not going to be a spoiler for any questions if i if i refer to one of these films no no um 13 going on 30 is a film that i love as, as listeners will know and simon referenced this to, uh, he let me know this is happening so i have seen the video i will kick us off Sijan. you are uh comfortably ahead for the year three up for the year and i'll be honest i didn't do much research because i'm very very tired uh what is the oh. name Zijan, of torrance's cheerleading squad in bring it on uh that's uh the new one or the old one? The old one that she was in before she joined? Let's say the, the, let's say the old one. Because she went to two, right? She changed. Did she, I, I don't think she changed. Didn't she just upgrade the existing one? Did she? Is anyway, it, it's the, origi- the original one anyway. I don't to- know. Toros, right? The, the Toros, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, do you know they're still cranking out Bring It On sequels? That's going to be a... Are they? Really? There's um, I mean, no, no one involved in the original has been involved in any of these, but I think there's maybe a sixth sequel coming out this year straight to, straight on TV called um, Bring It On, Dance or Die. Is Kristen Dance going to be it? Kristen Dance is not going to be anywhere near it, no. <laughs> no. Question one it, for me. It could, be, it could be Cheer or Die, now that I think of it. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> of all the movies referred to in Thank You, Next... Only one of them has not been adapted into a Broadway musical. Ooh, okay. Which one is it? You're playing off my famous lack of knowledge of Broadway musicals. I'm pretty sure um, I've told you about this before as well. Well, I'm pretty sure when we suggested films that should be turned into Broadway musicals, uh, I suggested 13 Going On 30. Uh, and I don't think it was one of the ones where you told me I was an idiot because it's already been done. So I'm going to say 13 Going On 30. That's absolutely correct, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Legally Blonde, Mean Girls and Bring It On have all been made into musicals. Why are they not doing it for 13 Going On 30 season? It'd be so good. Don't ask me, ask Lee Manuel Miranda. I will. Uh, which actress from League of Blonde reprised her role in the Ariana Grande video? Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. It was Jennifer Coolidge. I've gone quite easy this week, haven't I? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I say that. The next two you're not going to like. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> Question two. Uh, what move used in Legally Blonde is replicated in the music uh, video? Okay. The old bend and snap. The old bend and snap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it suddenly gets harder for Question three, if I'm honest. Um, but it's a classic question. I ask it quite a lot, so maybe you'll have researched it. Oh, uh, no. Mean Girls is set in the town of Evanston in which US state? Oh, no. It's one of those. <sighs> um, I know she's complaining about the weather when she moved there, but okay. who knows? It, I mean, she was moving from Africa, wasn't she? So she I guess, was, yeah. yeah you, you're just going to have to find that bit of America that's got a different climate to Africa. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, I'm going to California, just make it easy. Yeah, it's worth the drive. Illinois. Mm. Question three for me. Mean Girls is based in part on which book by Rosalind Wiseman? Queen Bees and Wannabes. That's correct. Uh, that was almost my question, so there you go. Uh, question four. Which Billy Joel song plays in 13 Going on 30? It shares its name with a European capital city. Uh, Vienna, right? It is Vienna. Very good. 
Very good. I, I saw Billy Joel in concert a few years ago when he played that. It's my favorite Billy Joel song I've ever played. That is also one of my favorite. That is my favorite Billy Joel songs as well. There you go. Pretty I sad. love that. Yeah. Question four like, from to me. Honest, I, to honest, I didn't know you knew Billy Joel songs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been so generous with my hints if I'd known. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> wait, when you say which Capital City, I was like, I think I only know one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, question four uh, The boyfriends of Torrin Shipman From Bring It On And Katie Heron In Mean Girls Have the same first name What is it? Oh I think it might be Todd It's Aaron Yeah Fair enough uh, Cool um, Question five for you Which of these four films Was released first? Oh no It has to be Bring It On Right? It does. It was uh, in the year 2000. Um, the others were 2001 and two of them were 2004. So, very uh, good. Question five is a 13 going on 30 film question. Oh, what's, the name of, what's the name of the magazine that Jenna ended up working for? Oh. I've seen this film so many times. I know. That's the thing. So I was going to ask what was the dance sequence to which song? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, thriller. I know. I know yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought you would have known this because this is a this is a favorite film. I love this film so much, and uh, if you give me like an hour, I'll probably get it. <laughs> I can't. Lo- I can't lose on a thirteen going on thirty question. Surely, surely. Uh, I just can't get the word Vogue out of my head. I know it's not Vogue. I know. That's, a, that's a real one. Uh, it's very close to that, though. I'll give you a clue. It's very close to Vogue. Yeah, that's probably why I can't get it out of my. I know. And at least two of the letters are in the same position as well. <laughs> oh, right. Two of the letters are in the same position as well. <laughs> How many clues more? That's a great clue. Want? That's a great clue. Um, but it's not helping me <laughs> as much as you might think. Um, uh, no, I don't think I'm going to get it. No, I'm... Um, You're just tired, Colin. It's I'm fine. so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, rogue. I don't know. <laughs> It's poise. Poise. Right. Ah, uh, well, congratulations, Ian. You pull even further ahead for the year. Uh, good work. What are we quizzing on next time? Oh, uh, because you suggested this, I thought, oh, let's go look at other music videos where many films are referenced in. So apparently, there's this music video by Charlie XCX featuring Troy Sivan. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie fit, the, what? Charlie XCX. That's the name of the. Okay singer maybe the name of the song is 1999 and there are four films from 1999 referenced in it like uh, I think American Beauty is one of them that would make sense that yeah. was from 1999 maybe even Gladiator that was from 1999 wasn't it was it 2000 no, that's 2000 okay yeah. I'm gonna look at that right now got a bit of time yep Charlie XCX 1999 uh, oh we've got there's an acapella version oh I, sp- I was spelling Charlie wrong <laughs> yes. Uh, the references. Let me go. References. Uh, uh, there's the Matrix bullet time. The Blair Witch Project is referenced there. Uh, I think Titanic as well, which is, which is okay. weird because it didn't come out in 1999. That was 1997. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Fun times. I uh, look forward to that. What is our main topic for next time, Zian? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. It is getting phenomenal reviews. Um, obviously, um, if the Tom Cruise films film comes out I make Zijan watch it but would you have watched this one anyway do you think based on the reviews or um... no, it's hard right like it's difficult because I really do not care for the first Top Gun film at all no at all. It, no it wouldn't be I say we did a, we, we've done our top our Tom Cruise ranking and Top Gun didn't, didn't come anywhere near the top 10 but, um, 
Well, we'll uh, see it this week, and uh, we'll let you know what we think. We'll see you then. Yep. Bye.